Replacement theory is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. So I'm on the uh, radio with Sean Hannity today, and uh, he is asking me about the tactics, political tactics, that are in play these days. And I think I I startled him um, when I said, you know, all this mud slinging from the far left and the Biden administration, including the president himself, all this mud and, and racist stuff and all, this is actually good for the forces of traditional rational thought. And I think that took him aback a little. We have it posted on BillOReilly.com. And let me tell you what, what I meant by that. But first, let's run down replacement theory. Okay, so this states that welcoming immigration policies, like an open border, that's pretty welcoming. Come on in here, everybody. Impacts the country because non-white immigrants then come in in great numbers and throw off voting patterns, traditional voting patterns. That's the replacement theory. All right, now you see that in a bunch of far-right websites. There's a guy named David Lane, who's a white supremacist, and uh, he has it. And then a number of these uh, crazy loons who kill people uh, Christchurch, New Zealand cited it. El Paso, Texas cited it. Poway, California, 2019. Uh, they, they're familiar with this replacement theory. Again, this is skin color based. All right. That's what the replacement theory is. Now, there is another. And by the way, that's heinous. So if you if you are participating in we have to stop immigration, legal immigration because of skin color, and you are disparaging poor people south of the border because of skin color, that's bad. And you know it's bad. I don't think any of my audience does that. I'd be shocked if they did. I mean, they don't want to hear me, those far-right loons. They're not going to me. Okay. There is a genuine concern about ballot harvesting. This is not replacement theory, but it is along the same lines. So the Democratic Party wants to harvest as many ballots as it can. As far as I can tell, the Republican Party is not caught up in this. All right. And if you think it is or see example that it is, let me know. But harvesting ballots means putting in a system where there would be automatically more Democrat voters than Republican voters. Okay, so we saw this in California. When Ronald Reagan left the governorship of California in 1975, 36% of the voters in California were Republican. Guess what the number is now? 24%. So overwhelmingly, California is a Democrat state, not so much registered Democrats, because most people in California, interestingly enough, register independent. But almost all of them lean progressive. In some cases, the Democratic Party isn't radical left enough for them. So Republicans are only 24 percent of the representation in the nation's largest state. That happened 
because of minority people moving to California. Doesn't matter what skin color they are. You got Asians in that mix. San Francisco is the most liberal city in the country. It's dominated by Asians, by Chinese. So it's not a matter of ethnicity or skin color. It's a matter of recruiting people. So how do I know this? Because it happened to my family. In the 1860s, John and James O'Reilly from County Cavan in Ireland were starving. Their mother, Rose, could not feed them because London, the crown, had seized the O'Reilly farm. Now, I told you this story a couple of years ago when I went to visit the farm. Okay. The twin boys, 16 years old, go to Galway and they get passage on a death ship. They call it a coffin ship because so many people died in the voyage to the United States. And their job as 16-year-old boys, they didn't have a fare, they couldn't pay, was to throw the bodies into the sea. Though you don't get worse than that outside of slavery coming to the United States. When John and James, again 16 years old, landed in lower Manhattan, they got off the ship and the Irish Catholic community took care of them. Part of that community was the Democratic Party in New York. And immediately, they were 16, they couldn't vote, but immediately their names went on a list. And from that time until 1960, my family voted Democrat. About 100 years. Because the immigrants that came over from Ireland, the Democratic Party, swooped in, and that's what they did to all the immigrants. In Boston, in New York, in Philadelphia, this was what they did. And they built a very strong power base. It's what happened in California. California elected Ronald Reagan twice. That would never happen again today, ever in a million years. Because the Democratic Party actively recruits immigrants into it by promising them Largesse from the government, entitlements. We all get it. That's not replacement theory. That's vote harvesting. Now, the subtlety of that is lost on almost everybody. I mean, it is not going to tell you um, what it really is about. What the progressives are going to do, because they have nothing. Every single progressive policy has failed. Everyone, 100% failure rate. Everything that Joe Biden has tried to do has failed. Every single thing. So now they have to use the media, they, the Biden administration and the progressive left, to demonize the Republicans because they know they don't have anything to run on. Roll the tape. Recent polls show that 50% of Republicans agree with this garbage. And not just because it's being mainstreamed by Fox News, but because it's being mainstreamed by high-ranking Republican officials like GOP conference chair and judge making a toddler cry at the talent show, (laughs) Elise Stefanik. 
With prominent figures on the right embracing and parroting the dangerous white nationalist conspiracy theory known as the Great Replacement, it's worth noting that in addition to being deeply racist, bigoted, and dehumanizing, it's also incredibly stupid. Okay, so that's, I could, I could give you 50 of those soundbites were national so-called comedians. They're not. They're activists. Colbert is, and Myers are activists. So is Kimmel. All right. They're in business to do what the liberal media wants them to do. And that's across the board. You watch HBO, you watch, you know, the entertainment industry, almost 100% left, which is why Greg Gutfeld, Gutfeld on Fox News is doing so well. He's the only one that isn't left. So the conservative people want that kind of entertainment, go there. Okay. So the frightening part about all of this is, and this is the end of the memo, if you're like me and you say, look, you've got to regulate immigration. You can't have millions and millions of foreign nationals pouring into the United States unattended. You've got to do it in an orderly way. We take more than a million foreign nationals now legally. You can't have five million coming across the border. Now, we're being demonized, those of us who believe that, uh, as white supremacists. So it, immediately, if you say, I don't want the open border, I don't want what Biden has done, then you're a white supremacist or sympathetic to the white supremacy line. It's so heinous. It's so hateful. But that's what it is. And you should know. And that's the memo. Now. The reason that Biden is so unpopular in this country now isn't because of white supremacy or that he doesn't do anything in the Oval Office or Putin or uh, Roe v. Wade. It's not. The reason this man is losing the faith of the American people is the economy and in particular inflation. That's it. That'll be the main thing in November in the midterm elections. You're paying 10% inflation going up. It's going to go up to about 12 by Labor Day. Under Trump, 1.4%. So inflation is killing the Biden administration. So I asked myself, find me a guy who can explain why inflation is up in 16 months about 9% over Trump. And we came up with a man named Brian Riedel, who's a senior fellow at the Manhattan Institute. He's an expert on budget tax and economic policy. He joins us now from Mount Vernon, Virginia, where George Washington lived. All right, Brian, even you have to explain it so even I understand it. 16 months, 1.4 till about 10. Why? Well, we, we're taught in school the basics that inflation is caused by too much money chasing too few goods. And what happened was primarily during the pandemic, the Federal Reserve poured in $4.8 trillion into the economy. $4.8 trillion. Where did a lot of that end up? Mostly in the stimulus bills. We had the CARES Act. We had even worse, the American Rescue Plan of $1.9 trillion that handed out trillions of dollars in new benefits. What ended up happening, of course, was 
so they did this at the very time when supply was constrained. So you have businesses producing less because the pandemic, their workers aren't there. We're importing less from China because they're shut down over there. But yet we're giving people trillions of dollars with no place to spend it. So when you have all these trillions of dollars, $4.8 trillion in new cash, but businesses not able to produce $4.8 trillion worth of goods and services, what you're going to get is shortages, price hikes, and inflation. And the Biden administration is, is pouring it on. The American Rescue Plan last year was $1.9 trillion. Um, they were warned at the time that that was going to drive up inflation. You also have tariffs. You have expensive new regulations coming out of Washington that are all piling on and making okay. it worse. Now, you had the, the same situation under Trump, though. Trump okayed a lot of payments to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the supply mm-hmm. was totally shut down in the USA in April of 2020. Everything mm-hmm. stopped. But Trump kept inflation at 1.4. Mm-hmm. How come? The reason, yeah, but the, the, the couple things happened. First, the money the Federal Reserve poured into the economy, it took a while for people to spend it. Uh, the first month that all the rebates came out, the savings rate in America went from 8% to 32%. So at first, a lot of it was just kind of sitting in bank accounts. Also, a part of the reason it's, it's worse now is at that point, the economy was really dipping and it could actually use a little bit new spending. The thing that made the American Rescue Plan a year ago so dangerous is that the economy was actually recovering. At the time of the American Rescue Plan, we were told the economy was producing $400 billion less than its capacity. It had closed the gap to $400 billion. So what did lawmakers do? They shot a $1.9 trillion bazooka at a $400 billion gap okay. in the so economy. So they flood the market with money so people have more money to spend and, and then higher prices can happen because they're willing to spend. But you didn't exactly. say anything about the attack on the oil industry by Biden. So as soon now, as he did that, the first day he was in office, the oil futures market, which dictates what we all pay at the pump yeah. overseas, all over the world, goes, whoom, the United States is going to cut down their oil industry mm-hmm. and they'll have to buy more oil in order to cover the less oil being harvested. Mm-hmm. So we're going to raise the prices of a barrel of oil. How much did that impact inflation? That significantly impacted inflation. In fact, uh, gas prices are up 44% in the past year, and there's really no sign of them dropping. Now, a little bit of that is because people used to be driving less during the pandemic. But even compared to before the pandemic, oil prices have gone through the roof. Gas prices are up 44%. And it's in part because, as you say, they're not giving permits to people and to companies. They're to not harvesting oil. It's much harder to harvest oil now than it was under Trump. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you believe that Joe Biden has any clue about economics at all? There's, there's not much sign. Um, he has made so many gaffes on economic policy. He is, if the fact checkers were paying attention, um, a, a year ago, he promised that his economic plan would create 19 million jobs, even though there were only 7 million people projected to be unemployed. The fact checkers 
who are actually paying attention went to town. He has made gaffe after gaffe after gaffe on economics and on inflation. All he's really talking about is corporate greed causing inflation, right. which his own economic advisors dismiss. Don't, don't forget Putin. The Putin price rise. The Putin price. Putin did it. Somehow Putin managed to cause inflation that began a year before the war in Ukraine. So there's a time machine, apparently, in Washington. Okay, so you would agree with me that Biden just doesn't have any clue on economics, doesn't know that macroeconomics from a microeconomics, inflation from deflation, he doesn't know. But you would assume that his advisors would know, right? His advisors, in fact, his head of the Council of Economic Advisors is one of my former professors. She's a very smart woman, Cecilia Rouse. And what I have heard about White House deliberations is that the economists in the White House understand that what the president is saying is not true. They understand the greed narrative is not true, but they've been overruled by the political advisors in the White House because the polling shows that people want to blame corporate greed for inflation, as if corporates haven't corporations haven't always been greedy. <laughs> corporations were greedy when inflation just was got low, greedy. They're greedy right. now. All right. Now, I think this is the end of the Biden administration, just like the Carter administration blew up uh, because Jimmy Carter didn't know anything about economics. I think the same thing is in play with Joe Biden. Last word. You think I'll be proved correct? I think if inflation is not solved, there is very little chance he can survive this. And unfortunately for him, even if inflation does drop, real wages are dropping and people aren't going to get that back in the next no. year or two. No. And they have no clue to to solve the inflation. Uh, raising interest rates will just strangle the economy into a recession. The Fed knows that. Um, so what a mess. Hey, Brian, we really appreciate your time. Thanks for uh, and I did understand everything you said. It was great. I, I really appreciate that. Thanks. We'll talk again, I hope. Thank you. Thanks, Bill. All right. Durham trial update. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA with more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers? I have their trees and plants at my home and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code BILL at checkout. So please go to FastGrowingTrees.com. Use promo code BILL at checkout. I'm going to speak very directly about what's happening, and then we got Brett Tallman to fill us in. John Durham is a special counsel, the investigator. There he is. All right. Doesn't look particularly like a friendly guy, does he? What does Durham really want from his filings as a prosecutor? This is what he wants. This is what he believes. He believes 
that the Hillary Clinton campaign in 2020 hired a number of people to gin up a phony controversy involving Donald Trump and Russia. One of those people was a man named Michael Sussman, who's on trial now in Washington, D.C. for lying to the FBI. What did Mr. Sussman allegedly do? He went to the FBI on his own accord, nobody asked him, and gave them phony documents that somehow he got alleging that Trump was doing something illegal or immoral or unethical with Russia. The timing of it was to drop in October to the media, which would be leaked by the Clinton campaign. The FBI is investigating Donald Trump for activities with Russia. That's what Durham believes is the big picture. You all have that? Now, whether he can ever prove that remains to be seen. And joining us now from Utah, Salt Lake City, former U.S. Attorney Brett Tallman, our go-to guy on the Durham investigation. First of all, did I outline that correctly? You are 100% accurate on that. You, okay. you painted the circle that, of this conspiracy that John Durham is attempting to show. And very few media people, I have to blow my own horn again, will ever do that. But now everybody watching and listening to the No Spin News knows exactly what Durham believes. But again, he's got to prove it in a court of law. Sussman. He's going to be found guilty. I, I don't see how he can be acquitted with all of the filings and documentation that Durham's prosecutors are going to bring. Do you see it differently? The only way he's found not guilty is jury nullification, where the jury, and in this case, a jury out of D.C., where it's 90% Democrat, where they refuse to indict Andrew McCabe for lying, the FBI deputy director, that would be the only way. It's, it's a possibility, but not based on the evidence. The evidence is so clear cut and easy, but you'll notice that John Durham is attempting to, to do more than just show the text message where he lies about who he represents. He's trying to suggest here is a guy that is a law partner to Mark Elias, who is the Hillary Clinton attorney and the campaign attorney who hired Fusion GPS to come up with the Steele dossier and opposition research and handed it to Sussman and Sussman takes it to the FBI. And then Hillary Clinton's campaign is able to leak information about Donald Trump being investigated. And it's all the dossier was fake. As Robert Mueller and other special counsel found out, couldn't verify any of it. So that's a fairly clear cut thing. Now you said that McCabe didn't get it. That was a grand jury. That correct. didn't indict him. It's a difference. That's correct. There's a difference. There's a big difference. Okay. Yes. So now we have a court, jury members, press coverage, uh, evidence presented, cross-examined, a much different scenario. The fix could begin the O.J. Simpson trial. I covered it. The fix was definitely in. There was no way on earth that those jurors in Los Angeles 
We're going to convict O.J. Simpson no matter what. And once that glove thing came, that gave him the, the excuse, because everybody knew who was covering the O.J. Simpson trial, that Simpson did it. He did it. And it was clear that he did it. And he That's was right. convicted in a civil court when he didn't have the nonsense. So it worries me a little that you say jury nullification in D.C. could happen because of political reasons. And the next question would be, well, wouldn't the Justice Department prosecuting Sussman, Michael Sussman, wouldn't they knock out the crazy left jurors? Yeah, and Durham has attempted to do that. He is he's allowed certain challenges, Bill, and these challenges can strike a potential biased juror, but you only get a limited number. And as I understand it, we don't know the specifics on, on exactly who is on this jury, but we're told that there are a couple of jurors that have indicated they don't like Donald Trump but that they can be impartial. And in my experience in trials, there are people that politically don't line up with the defendant, but can still be impartial. I, I agree and with I that. Say, yeah, I, I agree with that. If I'm a prosecutor and somebody doesn't like a political person, I'm not gonna disqualify them unless I have 12 others who don't know anything about politics. You know, it's funny, in these kinds of trials, you're almost looking for people who are ignorant, who don't know anything. <laughs> I, I, I joke often. I joke often about the fact that sometimes we're looking for the dumbest jury we can put together. <laughs> yeah, because they're not polluted with ideology or with political preferences. Now, that's right. In the course in this investigation with Durham, I think it's going on year eighteen or something. I think I was uh, thirty-five <laughs> when it started. In the course of the investigation, do you believe you're an outsider, but you talk to these Justice Department people? that this has been done effectively. Yeah, I'll tell you, Bill, that one of the attorneys on Durham's team, his name is Michael Kilty, and he is an assistant U.S. attorney from the Eastern District of New York who's been on loan to Durham. And this is a very talented, very good prosecutor. I believe they have the case, they have put together witnesses, unlike any other case, and even no Jay Simpson, here you have FBI agents that are going to coming to the stand. You have Mark Elias who's taking the stand and many witnesses who are going to be testifying on behalf of the government. That's a different case. And I'm hopeful that that puts them over the top on the conviction. Are you surprised that Sussman didn't cut a deal? I'm very surprised at that. When you go to trial in the federal system, you you experience what's called the trial penalty. That means his sentence will actually be longer because he went to trial. And yeah. it will be longer if he takes the stand. It'll even be longer still if he takes the stand. Well, he, he could have cut a deal with Durham and said, look, I'll tell you, you know, who gave me all this bogus information and all the inside stuff. But, you know, you got to promise not to indict me or, or I get a lesser sentence. Right. That could have easily right. happened, right? Easily, well, and it would have been in his interest, and it would have been, obviously, Durham, I think, was hoping that that would be the yeah, case. Yeah, would flip the guy yeah. over for the bigger people. That's right. Robbie That's Mook. Right. Robbie Mook, head of Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign, up to here in this. Now, who do, right. you think's, who do you think's paying Sussman's bills? He's not paying. That's going to cost him $5 million to defend himself. Who's well, paying that? It, it, it's a great question, Bill, and my speculation on this is that his old law firm, where he was partners with Mark Elias, where he got the information, where they represented the Hillary Clinton campaign, is going to be footing the bill. 
um, assisting in that, which, you know, those proceeds are probably coming from the campaign. But that's all speculation. But it's a it's a plausible one. Couldn't Durham find out who's paying his defense? Yes. And in fact, I have I have reason to think that those 22 emails um, may make some of the connections before and after, you know, the lies to the FBI. And I think he's going to be allowed to use those through impeachment. The judge said he could have them, said he can't use those emails yet. But I think he's holding those in case that he can use them for impeachment. And he could always leak them to The Washington Post, who would, of course, set them on fire and not print them, right? <laughs> leak them to right. me. Leak them to me. I'll, pu- I'll put them on. Definitely. Okay. All right, Brett. Keep an eye on it. Let us know if anything important happens. Brett will be our go-to guy on the Durham trial. Thank you very much. It's always good to see you. UFOs. They never believe it. These aliens never believe what's going on in this country. Do they have inflation on Venus? I don't know. Is there anything you can buy up there? I don't know. I don't know much about UFOs. I, I did know a woman who said that she was in Nova Scotia and a little spaceship came down and terrorized her. And the woman wasn't a nut. It's a churchgoer, uh, rational, and she told me the story and I listened respectively. I don't know. I mean, maybe it, maybe it happened. I don't know. But anyway, the House Intel Committee Uh, chaired by our pal Adam Schiff, who may be an alien. He might. If you look at the movie Invasion of the Body Snatchers, uh, I I think Schiff was, you know. Anyway, he's holding hearings on counterterrorism, counterintelligence, counterproliferation, UFOs. Okay, that's going on now. Our tax money at work, and we have a great guest. So a guy named Nick Pope, he's a Brit. And he uh, investigated UFOs for the British government, now lives in San Jose, California, and he comes to us via Zoom, which I think is an alien thing that was invented up space, but I don't know. All right, so I'm mocking uh, the UFO hearings. Am I wrong? Am I ill-informed, Mr. Pope? Well, I think we are still having the debate about what exactly UFOs are, and that's the point. For years... The government just said, oh, this is crazy stuff. We don't have a program. Nobody is investigating. And then around four years ago, it turned out there was a program. And of course, Congress, whatever they believe, said, hey, what's going on? And and that process is going to this day. And what we've seen is the latest development. Look, I don't know what these things are, but we need to find out because they are being seen in close proximity to nuclear-powered aircraft carriers, Uh, They're getting pretty close to some of our military jets. Is it China? Is it some sort of weird atmospheric plasma phenomena? Or is it something else? All Congress is saying to the DOD is let's find out. And that's what happened today. Okay. So let me get very specific with you because you know a lot more about this than I do. Number one, you know that there's a lot of money to be made in the UFO arena And you can get attention if you raise UFO and I did this and I do that. So that is a fact, right? Yes, although I'm not sure that... I want to stair-step it. But you're a professional. The British government actually paid you to look into some of these claims. What was the most compelling thing that you investigated? 
we had a case from 1993 where a huge triangular shaped craft was seen by multiple military witnesses over two air bases performing extraordinary speeds, maneuvers, and acceleration. And we launched a full investigation and found no conventional um, explanation that fit the bill. So we were saying, is this some sort of secret prototype aircraft, our drone, to, uh, you know, maybe our own, maybe US technology, maybe adversary technology. The good news for, for people who say, hey, this is a waste of taxpayers' money, everything you need to investigate UFOs is already funded. The military satellites, the radar systems, the intelligence officers who analyze photos and videos, it's all there. All What's been lacking is the will to take a proper look at this because of the, the ridicule factor. And that's okay. changing. I'm but glad to say it's not changing. here so much in America. I mean, we got a big industry of people believe there are, uh, what is it, District 51 and in New Mexico, they found bi uh, alien, bi whatever it may be. But let's get back to the case that you were citing. Video on this case? Did, did you see it? Was somebody recorded no. a video of it? This, this was before the day where everyone had their smartphones. All right, so and no things. video on it. So anecdotal reports from, I would assume, well-respected military people in Great Britain, correct? Correct. And some radar evidence, though, though the data there were intermittent. Okay. Now, you know as well as I do that in space... Uh, and I write about this in my book, Killing the Killers, we have an amazing array of uh, surveillance drones, attack drones, weaponry. Russia has not nearly what we have, China not nearly, but they, they have hardware up there too. Doesn't that complicate things? And if there was a true UFO, wouldn't this very sophisticated surveillance that's already up there pick it up? It should, but sometimes these people use filter programs, and if it doesn't behave like what they're looking for, like a ballistic missile launch, uh, they, they will just write it off. But I was pleased to hear in this morning's hearings, uh, the, the Under Secretary of Defense uh, for Intelligence and Security say that this needs to be joined up with, with what's going on in NASA, what's going on in the Space Force, and we need a proper integrated look at this. Okay. Now, last question, and we really appreciate your time. Are you a believer? Do you think that intelligent life exists beyond the universe and they, the unintelligent life has come down to surveil Earth or land or whatever? Do you, Nick Pope, believe that? Life out there, yes. Life coming to visit us, maybe. And let's find out. That's, that's my point, and I think that's what Congress is saying, too. Okay. But if, if Congress is in charge, we're never going to find out. And if we, <laughs> if we do, it's going to be white supremacists that are coming down. <laughs> if, or Antifa, if it's a conservative president, one or the other. We're never going to get the story. All right, Mr. Bob, thanks very much. We really appreciate it. Everything is expensive these days. You know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money 
your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. All right. Down in Florida, Governor DeSantis uh, signed a new law uh, that bans people from protesting outside the homes of other people. It takes place October 1st. Florida, you know, you got you to give them credit. Chicago, no credit there. No credit there. Okay. Mayor Lori Lightfoot, one of the worst mayors ever to serve in the history of the United States. All right, since she has been in office May 2019. There have been 2,131 murders in the city of Chicago. So now, Lori says, we're going to have a curfew. We're extending our curfew for teenagers, all right? 6 p.m. Thursday through Sunday, you can't go to Millennium Park, and you got to stay inside. I think it's from 10 p.m., all right, citywide. For the teens under 18. Well, she's doing that because there's so many of them are getting killed. That's why. Enter J.B. Pritzker, the worst governor in the United States of America. Here's what J.B. does. He signs into law HB 2985, the Murdered Children Funeral and Burial Assistance Act in Illinois, which gives... Families who lose children to violence, $10,000 to bury the kids. Okay? Pritzker could move the National Guard into the Chicago areas where this murder is out of control. These are black areas, of course. Okay? Black on black crime. He could do that. He could have done it five years ago. No. Won't do it. That had solved the problem. The National Guard in those neighborhoods. Won't do it. No. No way. Because that would implicate black-on-black crime. Won't do it. But he will pass the Murdered Children Funeral and Burial Assistance Act. So, hey, I don't care whether your kid gets killed, but if he or she does, here's 10 grand. (laughs) You think I'm making this up? I'm not. $163 billion of uh, federal pandemic aid has been lost in fraud. Taxpayer money. Hey, Joe, Joe Biden, 
Good job watching that money. Okay? $163 billion, the Labor Department reports, has gone. It's gone. Fraud. Criminals bombarded states with applications filled in the names of deceased workers or people in prison. And the government sent them the money. Didn't check it. $163 billion. People are complaining about us sending $33 billion to Ukraine to fight Putin. $163 billion. Labor Department, Biden administration. Ah, here, here. Go steal it. You think anybody will be prosecuted for this? Doubt it. McDonald's, talking about Putin, pulling out of Russia. Good. I might even, uh, there's nothing really like a McDonald's, but if I'm starving, I might even go there. I'd never go there, even if I were starving. It's not good for you. But the CEO, Chris Kempensky, says he's closing down 850 stores, all of them, in Russia, and pulling out because of Putin. Good. Every American company should do that. Good. Starbucks going to reimburse expenses for workers seeking abortions. So if a worker for Starbucks gets pregnant, wants to have an abortion, Starbucks will pay for it. Okay. Will Starbucks donate money to adoption services? No. At least I don't know about it. It hadn't been publicized. I don't think so. No. So no more Starbucks. I never went there anyway. I'm not a sucker, $6 for coffee, no, okay? But now, like, well, McDonald's I'll go to if I'm starving, but I won't go to Starbucks no matter what. Okay, why don't you have a little cup, Starbucks, with a baby and a little line through it? Little coffee cup, little baby on a cup, line through it. That's what you should do, Starbucks. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Jumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Jumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, here's the final thought of the day. I uh, try to be kind and I... Don't always succeed. But in life, kindness, number one virtue. Kindness, number one. What happens when you're kind to someone and they take advantage of your kindness? Then what? What do you do? So that's happened to me a number of times. I went out of my way to do something nice and special for someone took advantage of it. Well, here's what I do. I call them on it. And sometimes that's not kind. I don't yell. I just say, maybe we want to think about this. 
Write that phrase down. Maybe we want to think about this. And then you tell a person gently, no yelling, how you believe they're taking advantage of you. Because I'll tell you what, most people in this world, most kind people in this world are taken advantage of. They are. I see it every day. It happens to me. To me. And I'm fierce. Still do it. But don't reply in kind. But you should let the people who are taking advantage of you know that you know. And then the kindness recedes a little bit. Not revenge, not retribution. You don't have to earn kindness. You should be kind to people when you can. You don't have to earn it. But when they don't appreciate the kindness, then another factor comes in. You see, it's a little complicated, but I want to tell you about that because I can't tell you how many good people I know who are being taken advantage of. If I see it apart from myself, I tell the kind person. I pull them aside and say, hey, this is what's happened. Don't be a doormat. Thank you for watching and listening to The No Spin News. We will see you tomorrow.